walk down the street and a lot of people out there they just don't feel real there's something off about them and if you are a clairvoyant meaning that you can see energy you can energetically perceive them as gray energy that's how i describe it it's gray energy it's a static like on a tv that doesn't work anymore like this static gray energy that's what i perceive in them and that's what i've heard from other clairvoyants Hello beautiful soul and welcome back or welcome for the first time if you're a new listener to Rooted in the Cosmos. My name is Isabel Gloria and I'm excited to have you here and spend this time with me. Before I hop in, I wanted to say a huge thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone who has sent me a DM or a cute email about the first five episodes of Rooted in the Cosmos. I really feel the love and appreciation for the podcast already and this makes me even more excited to be on this journey. So thank you so much. If you ever want to say hi, my DMs on Instagram are always open. You can just slide into my DMs and let me know what you think about the podcast. If you have any questions Anything like that, I'm always happy to chat and connect with you. Before I dive in and talk about the actual things I want to talk about today, I want to tell you about something that I've noticed in my clients and the people I work with over time um, that is really like standing out to me. And I think this is really important because this led me to record this podcast episode in the first place. So what I've noticed in my clients is that there is a lot of humbleness going on. She's doubting herself a lot. <laughs> the prototype of, of like a conscious being, of a conscious soul. She's doubting herself so freaking much. And this is just meant to be a little wake-up call or even like a little permission slip to be okay with thinking of yourself as an advanced soul because there's literally nothing wrong about this. I always say this example of, a doctor would not question their profession if they're good at it. A lawyer would not question their profession if they're good at it. But as a conscious soul who works in the field of spirituality, who has a spiritual coaching business, something like that, we tend to question ourselves so, so much. And so many people also reflect that back to us by saying, well, if you want to help people, why are you charging? Why do you want money for that? And I'm like, we have to live. We have to live in this 3D world. We still have to make a living from something. And this is our mission. This is our passion and the thing we do love to do. But this doesn't mean that we can live from love and light and there, that there is no valuable exchange necessary for us to give that help or to even be able to provide so much content and free stuff. Because the reality is a lot of coaches, I would say most coaches, provide a lot of content just for free. We can only give if we are in a secure space. We have to live from our mission. We have to live from the goodness we give out into this world. And it can only work if we get something back for it. It's an energy exchange, like every other thing, like every other job. And no other industry is questioned more than the coaching industry because it's about helping people. It's about doing this because you love it. It's about finding fulfillment in your work. 
And here's where the mindset work comes in. Because I feel like a lot of people are getting stuck in this cycle of wanting to help and doing that from a very heartfelt place, like a very genuine, authentic place, and then feeling bad about wanting money for that. Because we are so humbled and so brainwashed into thinking lower of ourselves by society and by just the general rules of how life should be. If you think of it, if you have a job that you really hate and you you drag yourself into the office every day and you're like, oh, God damn, I need to be eight hours in here and I hate it and I can't wait to be finished for the day. You want to be compensated for that because you're suffering your, your days through this job. But if you wake up every morning, have a thriving coaching business, are excited to turn on your computer and have your first call in the morning, you're like bursting from happiness and fulfillment, you may feel bad for being compensated for that. And this is the key point because we are brainwashed to see financial exchange as something that compensates us for sacrificing something. And if we are leading a business that truly fulfills us, we're not sacrificing anything. We're getting compensated for that financially. And then it can happen that we feel bad about getting compensated for that because we haven't suffered our way to that money. So we really need to change our mindset. If this is something you struggle with, you really need to work on that mindset and really let in what I've just said. We are brainwashed to think lower of ourselves. We are brainwashed to think that we can only accept money if we have sacrificed anything for it. That is just a little mindset thing, a little mindset shift I want to start this episode off with. And now I'm going to dive into the things I actually want to talk about, which is the five struggles you're experiencing as an advanced soul. So I would say every advanced soul is experiencing as at least a few of those. And uh, you probably are experiencing them too. If you hear some sounds in the background, my dog is walking on, on the hard floor. I'm okay with him being on the episode. I can't help it. He's always around me. So if you hear anything, I try to cut it out. But if you hear anything, that's my little dog walking around. Anyway, so <laughs> I wanted to introduce the five struggles you're experiencing as an advanced souls and also why they can actually be beneficial for your work as a coach, for your work as a leader, for finding your path and your mission, because every advanced soul has a mission here on earth. We came here with this mission. We came here with this energetic charge of wanting to change things. And it's really important that we do not get sucked into these struggles and feel like it's the worst thing ever, but actually see the purpose behind them. So the first struggle would be that comes to my mind, even though you are not lonely in that sense, you can experience feelings of isolation, of feeling like you're never ever fitting in, even in groups where you actually feel comfortable, you're still the odd one out and you're constantly feeling like you are different than others and understand things differently, feel things differently, even feel things deeper sometimes. So you're constantly in this feeling of, I'm a little bit different than anyone else. And I'm, I'm even a little bit different than my closest friends, if that makes sense. So even with people you feel really comfortable with, you can still have a feeling of, I'm the odd one out though. I'm me. <laughs> I'm always a little bit different. That is something very, very typical that a lot of advanced souls are experiencing and that a lot of clients 
come to me with because they are like, why am I so different? What is wrong with me? So you can also um, end up questioning what is wrong with you? That is also a very common thing. The reason why that happens and why it's actually a good thing is that this can teach you how to trust yourself as the first thing and make choices based on your intuition and on your inner guidance system rather than being influenced by others or being influenced externally through media, through society in general, through what is the norm, everything externally. And it actually prepares you to be a pioneer of something, to be a leader, to be a free thinker, because that is so necessary as an advanced soul. Advanced souls came here to change and shift things in society one by one by making small changes and impacting a certain amount of people. We are creating a ripple effect. So if you are just blending in with everyone else and feel completely comfortable doing that, that is not a way for you to step into your leadership. So the discomfort that comes from feeling isolated, feeling different, is actually what keeps most people's journey going. They feel like there is more out there for, for them in this universe. They need to find something that gives them the feeling of belonging they cannot find in other people or in other groups. It's actually something that works as fuel for our mission. It's something it's something good, even though it feels sucky sometimes. But I hope to shift your perspective on these struggles that you may experience and see them from a little bit of a different perspective. The second common struggle is to take on the bird's eye perspective and to observe humans and the people around you and their behavior and how they interact rather than actually identifying as one of them. So it could happen that you observe people and you're like, wow, this is interesting. This is how people couple up or this is how people get to know each other. Oh, this is how they start dating out of nowhere. This is how they make friendships. This is how they interact with their co-workers. And it's often around relationships, not just romantic relationships, but relationships in general where you're like, okay, uh-huh, this is how things work out. I didn't know that. Or you're wondering, like, how is it so easy to connect with other people? How is it so easy to find someone you want to spend your time with and stuff like that? It's not only exclusively around relationships where you might feel a little bit disconnected from everyone else or where you might feel like you're just observing rather than participating, but it's a very big topic like relationships and how people treat each other, how they connect with each other, how they make friends, how they um, yeah, just got, get closer. That's usually where an advanced soul takes on bird's eye perspective and goes into observation mode rather than actively participating. We tend to only let people in our hearts that are very precious to us and we also tend to um, like alone time more then spending time with people you cannot be 100% of yourself around. So that's also a typical thing. The reason why that happens on a spiritual level is because you are more connected to a higher perspective, your cosmic self, than those around you or than many people around you. And you have a sense of purpose that is in service to humanity. So observing humanity is, first of all, natural to you. It's it's like you're coming from a soul perspective when you go into observation mode. You're not a human observing other humans. You're actually in your higher perspective observing humanity. 
And this connection you have with your higher perspective and your cosmic self makes you able to rise above the turmoil and the chaos of everyday life and also of what's going on in the media and like all this human drama. You can rise above that and remain untangled and pretty much untouched from the dramas around it and from the conversations around it and from like all stuff human drama potentially feels a little bit too much for you and you don't like to engage in that at all you like to live a very drama free life not much gossiping not much relationship dramas all that stuff feels kind of alien to you <laughs> and that is actually because you are connected to a higher perspective so the purpose behind feeling like this is to strengthen that connection to your higher aspects. It doesn't mean that you should completely ignore your human self or ex escape your humanness. That's not what I'm implying at all. But it can, it can just serve as proof that you have such a strong connection that could possibly be even stronger if you allow it to and if you recognize it as a connection, as a higher perspective that you can jump into which other people may not be able to do. The third common struggle is the one that probably is the most noticeable in everyday life. You may feel a strong, restless energy within you that's always there, that's always doing something, but you cannot put a finger on it, what it actually wants from you. In Germany, you say Hummeln im Arsch, <laughs> which translates to you have bumblebees in your butt and you cannot, you cannot sit still and you feel like you have to do something and you have to find a way to express that energy. And what is really, really, really common in, in advanced souls is that they may wonder if they have ADHD or they do have ADHD and they're aware of that. But, um, if you've ever wondered if you have ADHD, if you're constantly Googling about it, if your algorithm is filled with that stuff because it all relates to you, congratulations. This may also be a struggle that an advanced soul faces every day. I have the theory that is all very connected, that there is a spiritual deeper meaning, but that's a whole other topic for another episode. But that being said, if you are someone who is constantly feeling like they have to do something, there's this energy inside of you that wants to come out, but you cannot, for the love of God, find an outlet for that. That is also a very common struggle that advanced souls are facing. It feels like you want to do something. It feels like it is something important, something that is supposed to drive you and has a lot of energy and strength, but you cannot find the outlet or you don't even know where to start because you don't know what this energy is guiding you to do. It's just there creating chaos within. Now let's talk about why that is. First of all, I know it's freaking uncomfortable. I'm not trying to minimize any of these struggles by saying, hey, this is why you have them, but I hope to give you a new perspective. So the internal restless energy serves as a wake-up call. It's here to nudge you to actively seek out fulfillment because fulfillment and you feeling fulfilled and being on your path is directly linked to your purpose and your mission on earth. So you have to follow your joy to get onto your path, to get onto your mission, to fulfill your mission and to know where, where you're going next. What it wants to tell you is to allow yourself to take messy action and discover your path through that. So this restless energy within is actually meant to 
keep you going and keep you looking for the thing you're meant to find so you can step into your power, step onto your path and create and live the life you always wanted, you've always dreamed of. The thing is, a lot of souls, a lot of humans are stuck here because they don't dare to do something differently, to do something out of the norm, to follow their intuition, to follow the crazy idea that popped into their head, to trust themselves enough to start a business, to lead a business, to believe in themselves, to actually believe that they can live from the money they make from what they love to do. That is where a lot of people stay stuck. And my theory, and I'm not going to go into mental health here, but my theory is that a lot of unhappy people who are very not happy with their lives are actually advanced souls who never followed their true calling, who never dared to listen to that restless energy and, and go find an outlet for that. Even if you don't know what it is yet, even if it's just a little thing you want to do or a little thing you want to try out, you don't have to know now. The important thing is to never stop looking for what you want to do. I myself have done so many things and started so many projects, so many different businesses even, before I found my path and before I figured out, hey, I'm actually here to talk about spirituality, to teach about spirituality and to help other women create a business of their dreams and not just that, but also guide them spiritually. I've taken a lot of different routes to get here just to tell you a little bit more about my personal story. I can go into, into that in depth in another episode, but I want to bring it in here. I started out in, oh my God, when was this? 2008 or something like that as a fashion blogger. <laughs> and it was the rise of blogs back then. So it was something completely new. And I jumped on right away. I was so like inspired by that. I loved fashion, still do. Um, and I actually cr created a, a good following in a very short amount of time for that period of time. Like social media was barely a thing back then. And it was a very different time. So back then I was, I think there was a ranking for the most known fashion blogs at that time. And I was always under the, under the top five or something like that. So it was crazy for, for the time being. And this little blog grew so much that it led me to get invited to fashion shows and fashion weeks around Europe and to experience crazy things that a lot of people never will experience in their entire lives. And I was there like 17 years old or 16. I don't, I don't know. I can't do maths right now, but I was really, really young. And I had all these experiences before even going out into a club in my own city. So that was the first time I really felt like, okay, I need to follow my calling. And I didn't know anything. Like I was so unaware back then of where my path is going to lead what I'm going to do later in life. Like I didn't know anything, but I had the audacity in me to believe in myself and to know that there's more out there for me than just the general normal life because I never wanted that. I never felt like this was the path for me. So that was the first thing I did. A few years later, I really did not feel like I... I align with fashion anymore. I, I got some 
insights into the dark parts of the fashion industry and how how people are being treated and how broken they are. So I no longer wanted to be a part of that. And actually at a fashion week, the idea was born to create an art project with a lovely friend. And we created a vintage inspired pinup art project. And in the first year, we had eight print publications in fashion magazines, in vintage magazines, in pinup magazines. The first one being one from Los Angeles, which was very a very known vintage magazine from back then. And it skyrocketed again. And at the high of this project, when all doors were open, when we had a lot of opportunities to keep going with this and to really make it big, I felt no longer aligned with it. And overnight, I stopped everything. I stopped the modeling. So I did print-up modeling, obviously, for that art project. I stopped modeling. I stopped doing this art project. I stopped engaging with fashion in any way. And I started to share about spirituality because this was what was going on in my personal life. During all this time, I was going through my own spiritual awakening and I had so much cosmic information come in every day. And the gap between the real me, the conscious me, and this art project or this fashion Isabel that was out there in the public, it did not align anymore and I had to let her go. And that was scary as frick, I'm telling you. It was so scary. I deleted like thousands and thousands and thousands of people overnight from my social media channels. I deleted everything that had to do because I needed that restart. I needed to start again to do something differently. I could no longer be that old identity that I no longer felt like was me. The reason I'm telling you this is to inspire you to go down different routes. If you feel inspired to do something, freaking do it. It will help you to get onto your path. Maybe it is the one thing you're meant to do and you're going to do it for the rest of your life. Maybe it's a thing you're just meant to do for a year, but it helps you grow. It helps you expand. It helps you understand yourself better. Everything you do will help you to get onto the path that you're meant to be on. I can tell that from experience. Like everything I've learned in the modeling industry, in the fashion industry, in the pinup world, everything I've learned and I had to teach myself by leading these businesses, I still use it. I still grow from that. It led me to where I am now. So you need to listen to that restless energy. If you feel like, you have to be out there in the world to share a message. Do everything you can to get out there in the world and share your message. It doesn't have to be perfect right away. It doesn't have it doesn't have to be the thing you're going to do for the rest of your life right away. It can be a journey. It can be ups and downs. It can be creating an identity for yourself and letting it die again like I did. It's not a race. But you have to start somewhere. You have to go out there and do things. That's what I want you to take from this podcast episode because I feel like this struggle is the most common and the most important one and the one that most advanced souls stay stuck with. It's kind of connected with struggle number four, which is that you may feel like your path has been harder than that of others. I'm not trying to minimize anyone's pain or trauma or compare trauma but it can just be a feeling that you have. Even though you recognize that everyone has their ups and downs, your life seems to be 
particularly challenging in some aspects. And that's just something you feel and you know. And you tend to connect most deeply with people or with individuals who have also confronted a lot of challenges and significant challenges, maybe some trauma. So that's also a typical thing. You tend to connect the deepest with people who have also experienced traumatic things because you feel like they understand you and you can meet each other on a common level. The reason why this is important and also helpful on your journey as an advanced soul and as a conscious leader is that a soul, an advanced soul, often experiences some hard lessons to grow and evolve and later be able to powerfully hold space for other people. So if you are in a position where you feel like you've never seen your own darkness, it is very, very hard to hold people who are in their own darkness, who are at their lowest. And I, I always say darkness and depth are not so different. So I personally have a hard time handling people who have no darkness. It doesn't mean that they have never experienced anything bad or challenging, but they don't take it in. They don't identify with their darkness. And I'm not telling about swimming in it and making it your personality. I'm just talking about the depth that comes through pain, the depth that comes through trauma and experiencing dark things and standing up again and rising again like a phoenix. There's this depth in people who have gone through shit that I really resonate with and that I need to be able to actually be a close friend with someone. And it's not about the level of trauma they've gone through or the level of darkness they've had in their life. It's just how they treat it. If they push it away, if they suppress it, or if they take it on as something that belongs to them and they turn it into power. That is what I love in, in people with that kind of depth. And if you are an advanced soul, you may feel very, very similar about connecting with people. So if, if there's someone who seems to be very superficial and seems to be very bubbly and disconnected from their own challenges, not saying they never had them, but they are not connecting with them, you have a hard time connecting with that person. That is a typical thing. And there's this saying, if your path is harder, your calling is higher. And I think there's some truth to that because we can only ever go as high and low with someone else as we've been with ourselves. So I cannot think that I cannot look at my own shit and at my own shadows and my own darkness and then hold people through the process of integrating their shadows or going through their challenges. And as coaches, as advanced souls, as leaders, as someone who has this purpose that is in service to humanity, we need that depth. We need the darkness. We also need it to discern, especially as we, if we work in the spiritual field. We need that darkness. So you feeling that darkness within you is actually a good thing. It creates depth within you. It creates a void in a positive way for you to hold everything that's out there. It's like a, a void of abundance. And you can create from that and act from that. And it's a very beautiful thing, even though the things that made us have this void and this darkness and depth are not beautiful, 
having grown from it and being the person you are after surviving all of the challenges. That is what's so beautiful. And that is funnily enough also what what calls people into you. I can assume <laughs> that if you're identifying with this, if you resonate with what I'm talking about, that you are the person people come to if they have problems, if they need advice, something like that. You're always the one that they easily open up to. And that is exactly why they feel that depth within you. Struggle number five is the final struggle I'm going to talk about today. And this is a bit of a controversial one. I'm not trying to categorize people. I'm not trying to say one sort of people is better than the other. This is just a little disclaimer. But I am not going to silence my own truth and not share this with you because I'm 100% sure that you are listening to this and you kind of relate to that. Even if it's just a little bit, you will know what I mean. So what struggle number five is all about is that you may feel that most people don't feel real to you and you see them as somewhat superficial. So you walk down the street and a lot of people out there, they just don't feel real. There's something off about them. And if you are a clairvoyant, meaning that you can see energy, you can energetically perceive them as gray energy. That's how I describe it. It's gray energy. It's a static, like on a TV that doesn't work anymore, like this static gray energy. That's what I perceive in them. And that's what I've heard from other clairvoyants. And with no intention to judge them, you may genuinely ask yourself, how do they live their life like this? And this is what I'm asking myself also when I walk down the street and see so many people who are so like not embodied. You may also ask yourself, what is wrong with me? Why do I not live life like they do? That is also a typical thing. So let me tell you why that is. The majority of humans are not or just very minimally connected with their higher aspect, with their cosmic self. And as an advanced soul, you can perceive this disconnect immediately. You can just feel it. And even though those around you are blissfully ignorant and unaware, not ignorant because they're literally unaware, they don't even know. So they are blissfully unaware of their low level of embodiment. You can still perceive that. You can see that. And because it is Literally, the majority of people out there, it seems like it's everyone, but it's not everyone. It's the majority still, but it's not every single person out there. It's just like the general population is not very embodied. And I'm sure you've heard the term embodiment a thousand times, but I want to give you my perspective on embodiment. So embodiment is how much of your energy is anchored into your body. So if someone is really, really unaware of their higher aspect of their spiritual essence, they're like vessels walking around with not much energy containing them, if that makes sense. And this gives off this gray energy vibe. And if someone is really embodied, they create a direct energetic channel through their crown chakra into their human physical body from their higher self, from their cosmic self. And it's like a stream that keeps coming in and keeps filling them with energy and self-awareness and higher consciousness. And if that's missing, this stream of energy is just not there. It, it, barely, it barely keeps them grounded on earth 
or it barely keeps them functioning as individuals with an own mind. But this is also why so many people need other people's opinions to make decisions for themselves. This is why so many people just follow the masses because they are not embodied. They don't have their energy channeled through their physical body. They are not their own person. I mean, they are, but just to a certain degree. And other than that, they are like part of a of a hive mind of a of a group consciousness that is all over the collective we are part of that too no matter how spiritually aware you are we are all part of this collective consciousness but if you are very embodied if your channels are open you can discern whether a thought or something that inspires you comes from this collective consciousness or if that's from your own higher consciousness from your individual higher consciousness and that is what people are lacking. They don't have the higher consciousness aspect. They only have the hive mind. They only have the collective consciousness. And they like to do things like other people do them. It's not even on purpose with them. They just act like this. There's a lot of things that are just very automated for the majority of people. They're not thinking for themselves. And I know it's a controversial thing to say that. And I don't mean that in, with any bad intention whatsoever. I feel for them. I know this is what they're meant to do right now. I know they can be spiritually advanced people who are just like souls who are just chilling on earth and have a buffer life. Like all these different concepts, I'm aware of them. But I cannot hold back my truth and not tell you about this and not tell you my perspective because I genuinely feel this helps a lot of people to have this perspective and to understand the collective better and how our world works. Because if you are one of those who are not just part of the collective consciousness of the hive mind, you always feel like something's wrong with you. And I just want to kind of end this podcast episode on the note of maybe you are right. Maybe you are the one further ahead on this journey. And it's not a race. It's not about being spiritual or being not spiritual or being better than others it's not about this at all but i want you to stop questioning yourself because your journey has nothing to do with those around you and if you dim your own light to squeeze yourself back into the collective consciousness you're not doing yourself a favor you are not fulfilling your soul mission we actually incarnated here, like the advanced souls, they actually came here to bring more of that higher consciousness here, to activate more people, to start channeling their own energy, to start embodying their higher selves, their cosmic selves, all that. So you are meant to be a pioneer. You are meant to stand out. You are meant to be the odd one out. You are meant to be the weirdo. So freaking own that and do something extraordinary with it. The people who lead an extraordinary cool life are not the people who are stuck in in the collective consciousness. It's always the weirdos from high school. It's always the people the others have bullied because they are different. Those are the people who actually do cool things. And those are the people who the people from school start looking up to later in life because they realize, wow, they made it. And you are one of those people who will make it if you allow yourself to. And whatever making it means for you. It can be something that is very public. It can be something that is very homey, like creating a family and living off, off grid. It's also not the norm. Whatever it is, you have to follow this 
inner restless energy and you have to find your path because that's what you're literally meant to do. Your soul chose to incarnate here to do things differently, to be an example for others and to also trigger them because they are not doing what you're doing and they are starting to question themselves, am I doing something wrong or is this person wrong? You're meant to stir the pot and I want you to start doing it. I want you to start stepping into your own power and not be part of the hive mind anymore. On that note, I think this is a beautiful way to end today's episode. I hope you're tuning back in for next week's episode. I'm looking forward to recording that for you and to connecting with you again. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you don't want to miss out on any new episodes coming up. I would also be really, really happy about a rating or a little review on one of the platforms that you're listening on. This really helps me out and keeps me supported. You can also say hi on my Instagram. It's at Isabel Gloria. It's linked in the description. And I'm looking forward to talking to you next week. Bye bye. Have a beautiful day.